Welcome to an episode of, I, we didn't really come up with a name, but we're just going to call it Prep Hoops Quick Hits. So, in front of me is my good friend, Bruce Williams, a regional scout out of the West Coast. You guys on Instagram can't see him, but he just threw his arms up in celebration because you know I'm a big deal. When I announce you, you feel good about yourself. I am Alan Pettigrew Jr., the regional scout for the Southeast region. And we both just had our prep group top 250 expo events. So we're going to get straight into the action and talk about our top fives. Uh, we'll go round robin with the Bruce. So I'll let you start off because you're the guest. And then we just go back and forth with our top five guys. And then we'll throw in some honorable mentions there at the end. I like the sound of that. Thank you so much, Mr. Pettigrew. Um, my top five, my number one guy, Jalen Butler, 6'2", shooting guard. Uh, he's playing for Shadow Ridge High School. It was close. Uh, we actually had at the top some really, really high-level players, but I liked his one-on-one ability, ability to create space for himself and create a shot. Looked smooth, looked a lot more athletic than I remember him. He's a kid that's ranked in the top 30. I believe he's like 28th in my class of 2025. And he was featured as one of my stock risers in my latest articles. I think it's going to be a big year for him. And he was my overall uh, number one top prospect from the event. All right. So my number one top prospect is going to be AJ Pierre Jerome. If the name sounds familiar, it's because it is. AJ Pierre used to be a top 100, top 150 prospect, but has fallen off in the past few years but you could not tell that during the games in <clears throat> at the Prep Hoops Expo. We're talking about a 6'9 dude that can do a bit of everything. He shot the three, he ran the break, he pushed the ball on the break, he rebounds, and as a rim protector, it's kind of scary. The kid can kind of jump high enough where his shoulders are touching the, uh, the backboard, and he has really long arms, so he's covering the basket every time you're around it um and he was just so overwhelming between his size athleticism and mobility that it's almost really strange to see that only like lower nd2 schools are on him right now especially with like pretty decent grades like to me aj pierre jerome could easily be a project player for a lower nd1 and at six foot nine who knows, you might just get a stretch four that could really be a game changer for you in a few years. My number two guy, um, and it was really, really close because we had a couple, like I said, a couple of guys who were right there at the top. But my number two guy was a kid named Kamari Taylor. Kamari is a six foot combo guard. Uh, he goes to Desert Vista High School. And what I liked about him, number one, he was my top overall defensive player at the camp. I mean, on ball, he just had a tons of thefts, like, you know, basically just taking the ball directly away from the ball handler. Uh, offensively, he was able to get to the hole. I mean, he has all the things that you need to be if you're going to be a combo guard, um, if you're not a lethal shooter. Quick, he was able to get by his guy. He had a nice, he had nice advanced finishes when he got around the rim, one, two, uh, Euro steps, things like that. But overall, his best trait of being a defender is really what sets him sets him aside. I mean, strong enough to guard one, you know, one and two, and then on the ball was just a dog. Level. It's uh, interesting that you started talking about levels for for him. I mean, the reality of it is, is he's going to be a small school prospect. Um, and you know the ability for his ability to raise his level is going to be determined by how well he shoots the ball. 
right? He knocked down some shots, but more of a scorer than a shooter, in my opinion, at this point, but does possess an elite skill. And so that can open him up to some division two or higher opportunities in the future. Yeah. Uh, our number two prospect out of Florida is going to be Tavion Jones. Uh, Tavion Jones wins the award for the, who is that guy? Like literally everybody around the gym, every time he touched the ball was the same exact response was, who is that kid? Uh, Tavion is listed at five, six. I think we're being nice, but he's probably the fastest basketball player in the entire state. Like when he gets the ball, it is an automatic fast break. Even when we're talking about in the half court, he's just so quick. He gets in the paint really easy. And you know, in camp settings, there's always one or two kids uh, that are upset when somebody's like ball dominant. When I'm talking about dom ball dominant, every single possession that Jones was on the floor, he had the ball in his hands and nobody ever got upset because he fed all of his teammates. He always made the right plays. I'm pretty sure the kids on the court were doing the same thing. It's like, who is this kid? Because he was so much better than everybody else. He's strong, he's stocky. And for him to be as small as he is, he was probably one of the best guard finishers at the rim. Like even when he played the six, eight and six, nine dudes that are on this top five list, he has like weirdly long arms and can take like the contact and still extend for finishes. So like, he's really impressive. I think his size is gonna be what kind of holds some coaches back. But once you see him play, like it's 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 a done deal. Like, I guess it'd be different when you're talking about 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", all on the court when you got like a 6'10", big man. But he, he tore everybody up. Like it, he was far beyond the best guard prospect that we had in the gym. Huh. Give it up for the little guys, man. You got to be elite at something if you're going to be that small, man. You got to be able to do something. And and I like the sound fast. Did he shoot it? How did he shoot it? He shot it well, like off the dribble and off the catch. Like the few times that he wasn't on ball, like they threw it to him in the corner. Like he's he's there. The other thing that you made me think of when you said that is how important at camp settings it is to play for the with the ball in your hand. And it can kind of like make or break you too. You know what I mean? Like if you got the ball in your hand that much, you can start playing with some guys who like don't want to play with you because they don't get their touches. But you can also make it easy for everybody and make them look good. One of the things I look for in those point guards at those camps is who's willing to just make the easy pass so a guy can get out and do what he uh, wants to do. So that's a really good breakdown uh, of your number two guy. Yeah. My number three player out here in Las Vegas, Nevada, by the way, you got to get some love for Prep Hoops and Prep Hoops Nevada. Uh, my number three player was a young man named Ryland Hearns, uh, 6'2", 6'3", shooting guard. He's going to be at uh, Faith Lutheran High School this year. And I mean, I, I like this kid. I'm, I'm starting to like this kid even more. He was actually the top three. I kind of thought could have went either way. And he's a class of 2026 kid. I never even heard of this dude until a couple of months ago when Faith Lutheran came. They played in uh, my event uh, during the summer. And I saw him as a freshman playing. You know, he's playing with varsity guys, but he was on the court. I was like, he's all right. Like, he, you know, he, he caught my radar. He was decent. And then I saw him this weekend. I was like, oh, dude looks good. I mean, good frame, good positional size. You know, at 6'2", 6 6'3", 6 he can handle well enough to play like some combo, more of a two shoots the ball but what i like about him is it's not all catch and shoot i'm always 
always looking for guys that can shoot from like a variety of body angles and he can do that one or two dribbles get in the lane shoot over a contested uh, a contested hand pass some mid-range good with catch and shoot but also just reload dribbles you know you can tell that he has an advanced shooting skill set you know it's something that he works on decent athlete won't blow you away with this athleticism but i'll live with that in a kid entering his freshman year um and willing defender like he's not a great defender but he's competitive and guys that are competitive don't necessarily like getting beat and then overall i've said this there's some guys that have and i don't want to tag him with this too early but i've seen this in real life there's some guys that just have kind of like a it you know we call it the it factor you know whatever it is you know some people call it some derogatory terms but i like to think of it as confidence he kind of has that you know uh a great way and this is for young kids so a great way i like to evaluate guys is what do they do when they miss a shot? You know what I'm saying? Especially young kids. They miss a shot, it's the end of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. You never really could tell any difference whether he was making or missing. He looked the exact same. You know what I'm saying? Whether he was making or missing, very confident. So I was really, really impressed with his play. That's my number three guy, Rylan Hearns. Rylan Hearns. All right. My number three guy is it's actually really hard for me to choose out of these last three. These All these guys seem like they're just about on the same level. It can't be at some point but I got to go with senior Cameron James. So Cameron James is probably one of the best slashers in the entire state. He's a big body, 6'6", guard, wing, and <clears throat> he did not shoot the ball well, but the fact that he showed a willingness to shoot the three kind of gives me the confidence that he's been working on his game. And that's something that's going to be monumental for him because he fits the bill as far as like athleticism and build when we talk about a D1 prospect. He actually had offers from SMU and Penn State, but a lot of injuries and just like not having that communication is kind of like fell off with that contact. But he's going to be in a conference in the district where if he puts up numbers, he can definitely draw that interest back. And the fact that James gets to the rim the way he does at his size, it's just a really incredible thing. Like he dumps everything around the rim. He's a pretty decent defender, but it's just, it's the way he uses his athleticism on the court that makes him so special. He like even rebounds. And once you get it to him on the break, whether he has the ball in his hands or he's running with you, guarantee he's gonna finish it. What's his offers now? Uh, it's SMU and Penn State. Those right. are the last two, but you know, stuff happens and i think he got he has like another like low major school that's like talking to him real heavy but um i cover his area for like a new local newspaper so we'll definitely talk more about that when uh the high school season starts up okay love it uh my number four guy uh rizza we just call him rj widow First, super happy uh, for this kid. I mean, he's come a long way in the last couple of years. 6'8", power forward, Rancho High School. Um, he used to play, so big body banger kid, right? A couple of years ago, he used to be more of a heavy set kid. He's still a below the rim guy, but he's lost, you know, looks like 30 or 40 pounds. He's always had good footwork, but now it looks quicker. He was terrific this week. He finished everything. He has a remarkable touch around the rim. Uh, high academic big guy, which is always hard to find, you know, for small school. Most big guys go to, you know, power fives and better D1, things like that. So he's got, you know, 3.5, 3.6, terrific hands. And he was he was showing some combination post moves. 
you know, up and under. Look like a baby Kevin McHale out. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> you get the point. Uh, so it was re really, really good. I was really, really happy for him. Ran the floor. I mean, yeah, he slimmed down, so he's in shape. He's a kid that I'm going to keep an eye on moving for the high school year. I think this could be a huge year for him. He had a couple of setbacks uh, his first couple of years in high school, but I think he's a kid that's going to be tagged for one of my breakout players and also a kid that should be getting some college inf interest from some level, but especially all these small schools. Coach McCroy, Lewis and Clark, get on my man, RJ Widow. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so my number four guy is, again, I'm splitting hairs here. But I have to go with six foot eight, 2024, Sylvester Lewis. Now, Lewis is all arms and legs at this point. And it's a lot of arms. Like, this dude is incredibly long. He's just raw. And I think his rawness isn't even an issue because he's thin. But that does not stop him from banging in the post. He'll throw his body around. He'll block shots. He's not afraid to defend and, like, switch on to smaller guys. But what he does as a rim protector is like really incredible. AJ Pierre Jerome was our number one guy. And he played him to a stalemate without having a lot of the offensive tools. Just what he does on the defensive end using his size. Uh, we've been talking about breakout guys. Sylvester Lewis is definitely mine. Because the fact that he was holding his own with the older bigs, and I always thought that was going to be an issue. Like when there's somebody who's bigger and stronger than you, how do you stack up? And his motor was there. Like, you could tell he got a little bit of meanness to him. But he, he's small, so it doesn't really, like... <laughs> but he's a really solid defender. And as far as my money goes, that is the guy with, I would say, like, the, the most upside in the entire camp. Like, there's not a lot that Sylvester can't do. He was even making some mid-range jump shots. So if you can defend the rim and you can space the floor a little bit, there's definitely going to be room for you at the next level. That's perfect, man. Um, my fifth guy, my number five guy was Carson Jensen, 6'5", hybrid forward, 3'4", guy out of Reno, uh, Reno's Bishop Minogue High School. And it's weird because even thinking about it, I don't necessarily know what Jensen does well. But whatever he does, he does it hard and he's a crazy athlete. <laughs> and so I always like that. I mean, he's one of those kind of like, you know, jack of all trades, master of none type guys, except for his explosion, man. Uh, two is a football guy, so he's a two sport guy. And he has just, you know, when he hits another gear, which I got to see this week, there really wasn't anyone at this event that had the same type of gear as him. Gets off the ground pretty well off one foot, going vertical off two. And really why he was my fifth prospect is because he's kind of like my molded clay prospect. You know what I mean? Like, He's the type of guy, actually, we did have, we're fortunate to have a few schools at our event, and I was able to talk to a couple of coaches um, about him, and they liked him, and they liked the fact that he had a high motor, they liked the fact that he was a willing defender, and because of his size and his athletic ability, he was basically able to guard one through five at the camp. So, he was my number five guy. He's, he wasn't without some questions, right? He didn't really shoot it that well. He wasn't really a handler, but it also was a good lesson to kids. And I never understand this, but you know, I don't want to get into the back of the day stuff. If I show up <laughs> for a camp and I didn't pay $6 million and pay, you know, another half a million in gas and all this other stuff to get there, like you'd have to drag me <laughs> off the court. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the motor would be, you know, without a doubt. Like it, that would be the one thing you would not have to concern yourself with. So it was just another good example of how important that was to is to play hard. Cause I don't necessarily think 
Carson was, you know, dominant in any one skill, but his motor jumped off the page, and then that gave a chance for people to see the rest of his skills, including his athletic ability and things like that. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> my number five guy is going to be Garrett Watterson. Watterson is probably the most projectable of all five um, all five prospects because he's six foot seven. He's a twenty twenty four, and he shoots the ball really, really well. And he does that all without demanding the ball. Like he just fits in there. He's going to defend every single um, possession. He's not going to be the person who's going to complain about not having the ball. But when the ball swings to him, he's going to let that joint fly and it's going to go in. Like he was probably the most consistent three-point shooter we had out there. And just because of the combination of shooting and size, it's really hard not to like Garrett Waters. That's perfect, man. Well, that that's my five. How overall was the Expo for you? I liked it. You look, anytime you can roll out a basketball out there and we get to watch a bunch of kids play, for me, that is a fever dream. Like, I, I love just watching basketball at, like, all different levels and trying to see where guys can fit in at the next level. Sure. So, it's always fun. Um, I had a few guys that I, I would consider honorable mentions. Uh, Jaron Bess. Sorry if I'm butchering your name, bro. I really am. Um, but Jaron Bess... He plays at Columbia High School along with the Boozer Twins. And I saw during uh, the state championships. So I don't think my man's was a double-digit scorer. But every time he got the ball, like he was their safety relief valve. Like if he got the ball and we don't have a shot clock, but let's say it's a few seconds left in their possession, he can go, he can just go get a basket. And that's exactly what he showed at the Prep Coops uh, Expo. Just one, two dribbles at the rim, one, two dribbles, pull up, three-point shot, all there. Uh, B.J. Brown out of, um, I'm going to say Georgia, probably the best pure point guard in the entire uh, in the entire team. Like, really good passer, knows how to set everybody up, plays with pace, um, and a really good defender, too, especially on the ball. Jeremiah Police, 6'5", real athletic, real long. Uh, still figuring out the game, but between his size and athleticism, he gets it done on the defensive end and is a really good slasher and just in transition. 6'10", Khalil Stillman. Uh, he he came there to show that he can do just about anything that you're asking him to do, but his best things are being 6'10", finishing <laughs> on the rim, rebounding. I don't, I don't mean this in a bad way. Like, he showed off the handle a little bit, pushing the break. There's like, you're 6'10". We don't exactly need you to do that. Like, it's nice that you have that in your bag, but go post up and be a 15 to 10 guy. Easy. Like, that's that's his calling. It's, but the fact that you're pretty much a blank canvas and you got all these other tricks, perfect. Uh, Malik Reigns. Malik Reigns wins my hard hat award. Like, he played hard both ends the entire time sweating like a dog after every single game without some sweat. Did you get what I mean? Uh, big body, probably about like 5'10", really strong, gets after you defensively. On the offensive end, he can get to the jump shot, especially um, in the mid-range. And he also finishes well at the rim. 
Like, I, I really like that kid. Every time he comes to an expo, he shows up. Uh, honorable mention, like I said, we at the top, we had a lot of guys, um, you know, that were close. So, like, my first honorable mention would probably be Cyrus Hutchison, 6'5", um, high, kind of another hybrid forward type. Plays for a small school here in Nevada, Meadows High School. They were the 2A champions. One of those kids that was always big early and now is kind of trying to transition down to wing. You know what I mean? Uh, and I like some of the things that he did. I mean, he's a small school kid, so you don't think of athleticism, but he had a nice cross somebody over, went baseline, finished with two hands type of thing. You're like, oh, I didn't know you could do all that. <laughs> so he had like, you know, a nice athletic play like that. Um, handled the ball well. You know, he's got to kind of like those guys, what's tough for them is they don't really have a one spot where they're, you know, efficient scoring. They only really score with their back to the basket and they're not necessarily a scorer off the dribble. So he's kind of finding, you know, his way, you know, in that area. But overall, you know, he was good, you know, decent length, defended. Um, you know, the other kid, the other kid at our camp that I liked that was one of our sleepers was a freshman kid I'd never heard of named Malik Vaden. He's kind of similar um, to the player that you mentioned where, you know, five, 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 six, but was a blur with the basketball. And one of the things that I noticed that he did was just, you know, got got the ball out of his hands early and let guys run. You know what I mean? Just he was on the court. Guys got good shots. It wasn't a million turnovers, things like that. And then when he had his opportunity, he finished around the rim, showed that he could get by guys. So he was kind of one of my other honorable, honorable mentions. Probably would fall more into a sleeper category for me. But, you know, off the top of my head, he would be my other honorable mention for like one of the top prospects we had out there. Yeah. But Bruce, you asked me earlier, and I don't want to be a selfish guest. How was the event for you? <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm glad that you asked. I mean, for us, we had, you know, 40-something kids. Obviously, there's a population difference when you're talking about Nevada and Florida, but it was overwhelming success. I mean, well, uh, well organized. Uh, and for me personally, why that event's so important is I get to see a lot of kids who I might not get to see during the high school season or during the AAU season. So I got to put eyes on a lot of those type of kids, kind of start identifying what they do well, and then just get them on the, the rankings radar and then, you know, continue to evaluate. So it was a success. I would at least characterize it as success. I mean, I was the only prep hoops writer at that location. So <laughs> I'm the only one who can speak for it. Um, and overall, you know, I can't wait to do the next one. Oh, yeah. Look, guys, this was pretty much a test run, but you can almost make sure that you're going to hear Bruce's voice very soon, especially during the high school basketball season. I kind of want this to be a weekly to bi-weekly thing where we just kind of come in, talk hoops, talk prospects and see where dudes are even and out. So I appreciate every one of you that tuned in to watch a segment for here and bruce any final words yes always final words my final word is as we get ready for the high school season i'm just looking to see guys who have improved who have put the work in in this little gap that we have because it's rare that we ever have a gap in basketball being 365 so that august september i'm looking to identify you know october november who's taking care of it and if you have not I always want to remind people, I remind them in my state, I remind them in yours. When I go to the gym, I'm just looking to see who can ball. So I have no no dog in the fight. If you play, somebody from Prep Hoops will be there to let people know that they should keep their eyes on you. That's it. That's my two cents. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you later. <laughs>